Today on episode number 539 of the School of Podcasting, we have an interview with Lee Silverstein, who's created a podcast that is really impacting lives. Wait till you hear his Because of My Podcast story. Lee is so uber niche and yet still has not one, not two, but three sponsors, and he'll explain how he got them. And we're going to go through the E's as in like E apostrophe S, of our podcast glossary. I also have a quick book review, and this was my first time to DC PodFest, and I'm going to share my reflections. Hit it, ladies. School of Podcasting with Dave Jackson. Podcasting since 2005. I am your very own personal podcast coach, Dave Jackson. Thanking you so much for tuning in. If you're new to the show, look, I've been helping people understand technology for over 20 years. And what I do is I help you massage your message. I help you tackle that technology. I help you face your fears, flatten that learning curve, and turn you into a digital influencer. We'll talk about that today. Our website is schoolofpodcasting.com. Go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash start. Use the coupon code LISTENER and sign up today and launch your podcast. Think about it. You'll be into iTunes by Thanksgiving. Yep, you will. Seriously. It'll be awesome. And uh, we've got a great show today. Wait till you hear this interview with Lee. We will get to that right after this. Hey, the holidays are coming up. And how are you going to find the time to participate with all that holiday activity and podcast? Easy. Emerald City Productions. Emerald City Productions is a full-service recording studio that provides production, engineering, and editing. If you're thinking about starting a podcast, would like help making your current show sound better, or just interested in voice coaching to improve your videos and webinars, Emerald City Productions will make you sound the best. Here's the deal. There's a special offer. Your first four episodes are only $15 each. And then after those four, it's only $40 an episode. Reach out to Emerald City Productions by going to emeraldcitypro.com slash SOP. That's emeraldcitypro.com slash SOP. And tell them that the School of Podcasting sent you. Also, while you're there, click on the Record Yourself link in the upper left-hand corner and check out their blog filled with articles and videos on how to sound better. Get more time with your family and have a great-sounding podcast by going to emeraldcitypro.com slash SOP. Well, joining me via Skype, I am really excited to have this guy on the show. I talked to him uh, a couple nights ago, and I was like, oh, you have got to come on and share this on the show. He uh, does a show. It's called The Colon Cancer Podcast. You can find it at thecolancancerpodcast.com, and you're going to be amazed at his Because of My Podcast Stories, his the way he's gotten some sponsorships, and now he's partnered with people. So, uh, Lee Silverstein, thanks for coming on the show, buddy. Thank you, Dave. Appreciate uh, getting the opportunity to share our story. The Colon Cancer Podcast. So it's a comedy? Is that basically? <laughs> you know what? I wish. <laughs> so tell us how, uh, how this came to be, why you started it. Sure. I was diagnosed with colon cancer a little over five years ago. Okay. And uh, I got to do my, uh, my paid political announcement here. I had no symptoms my doctor said, you're 50, go get a colonoscopy. And I listened. So I have to jump in. And if anybody is at that age bracket that's listening to my story, go, go, go do it. And uh, I had no symptoms and found out I had colon cancer. Wow. And they initially said it was caught early enough 
that uh, they thought we can get by with just surgery and nothing else. And uh, I got a second and a third opinion, and two out of three said, yeah, you, you really don't need chemo. So uh, I said, well, I'll take that. And fast forward about a year and a half later, uh, I got married to my now four-year bride. We went on our honeymoon, came back from Jamaica. It was time for my regular six-month checkup. I go for the checkup uh, 17 days after I got married. And the doctor has a concerned look on his face. And he says, yeah, I see something on your liver. We need to get this checked. And on New Year's Eve 2012, I got the phone call. I hate to call you on New Year's Eve, but I've got bad news. So my cancer had spread, and now it was time to have liver surgery, and now I needed to go on chemo. So it's been quite a journey. I'm so, uh, by definition, when you have cancer, if it spreads to another organ, you jump immediately to the front of the line, and you're stage four. And I still have some issues and things that I'm dealing with, but I will tell you life is great. Uh, I feel terrific, and I just deal with these issues as they arise. So fast forward, a uh, good buddy of mine, uh, Chris, uh, Chris Kremitzos, uh, called me one day, and he was running a podcast group here in Tampa. And I worked at a career college at the time, and he was looking for meeting space. He said, I've got this group where we just kind of got it off the ground called the Florida Podcast Association. Do you have any classrooms that aren't being used that we can use to have our monthly meeting at the college? And I said, yeah, come on by. So they came over for a meeting, and I said, well, i got to be a good host and not just unlock the door and walk away. And Chris is a friend, a friend of mine, and Katie, his wife, who does Biz Women Rock, her fantastic podcast, uh, were there. And I said, well, I'm going to sit in and see what this is about. And it was like out of a movie, Dave, you know, when the lightning, bite, lightning bolt strikes, and it just hit me. And I said, oh, my God, I need to start a podcast. I need to help people that when they heard the three words that I heard, you have cancer, to give them hope and let them know that this isn't an immediate death sentence. I can interview survivors and I got, you know, and I go running over to Chris and Katie and Neil Galarte was there. I just met Neil that night and I said, guys, I got this idea. Am I out of my mind? And they both looked at me like, do it now, go, go do this. And that's all I needed to hear. And it took me only about four or five months to get it off the ground. And uh, here we are a little over a year and a half uh, later. I just released my 53rd episode. And I'm amazed at uh, what this has done for not just me, but for the colon cancer community. Well, what happens when you hear those words, you have cancer? Like when you get that phone call, when you, when you hang up the phone... Well, my story is a little different, and, I, and this was the impetus for episode one of my podcast because I said, well, you know, don't do as I say, do as I do. I said, I got to start by sharing my own story. And what I shared in my story, Dave, was I'm also a survivor of childhood cancer. I had cancer when I was five years old. Jeez. And I had a rare but highly curable form of pediatric kidney cancer called the Wilms tumor. And it was also caught by mistake. My parents went to have my tonsils taken out because I was always getting throat infections. And the doctor found this. So the tonsil stayed and one of my kidneys went. And while that really didn't have any impact on my life, you can live a healthy, normal life with just one kidney. I tell people I just always thought in the back of my mind, 
that cancer would be a part of my life again someday. It wasn't something that I worried about. It didn't, you know, wasn't like a black cloud hovering over me. I just felt like, mm, yeah, I may be dealing with this again. And there were no statistics that back that up, by the way. Uh, there's no correlation between the cancer I had when I was a kid and it meaning that you're more likely to get it again, anything like that. So I got to tell you that when I got the call, while I was upset, I wasn't, I wasn't shocked, which is very unusual. So I'm just like, all right, what do we got to do? How do we deal with it? Uh, my girlfriend at the time, who, as I just said, became my wife, you know, she fell to pieces. But then when I got the call, two, three, I think now four or five more times, hey, it's back, it's back. And that starts to wear on you to say the least, you know, and the hard part is not so much, I don't always look at it about me, but having to tell my family, mm-hmm. my children, those kinds of things. So is that kind of what inspired you to, to start the podcast so that if somebody does get that phone call, that you want to be the person to, it's like you said, to steer them in the way of, okay, look, this isn't a death sentence here's what you can do and here's the steps that you need to be taking? No question. No question. As a matter of fact, the tagline for the podcast is providing stories of, uh, of hope, information, and inspiration. And that's exactly what I wanted to provide people who would find my podcast is give them those three things, hope, information, and, and inspiration. So how long have you been doing the, the show now? It's been uh, a little over a year and a half. Okay, great. And then how's the feedback been? The feedback's been overwhelming, literally overwhelming, because uh, I feel like I've accomplished my goal. That's what my audience is telling me. I just hear it on a consistent basis. You gave me hope. You gave my wife hope. You gave my parents hope. Uh, You've inspired me. Uh, and, And I also, on occasion, interview medical professionals. So that's the information part is, uh, so we're giving, like I said, hope, information and inspiration and, uh, just really feel like we're making a difference. Now, do you have any kind of background in radio or, or audio or anything like that? No. Beautiful. You jumped in anyway. <laughs> I jumped into the pool, podcast pool anyway. <laughs> so I see on your website that you're kind of aligned with the, uh, the Colon Cancer Alliance. How did that come about? They were the first resource that I discovered and, and just stumbled upon it by accident, just thank you, Google, when I was diagnosed. Now, I'm not one of these people that has to jump online every time they have an ache or a pain or, uh, or something more serious like this, but I happened to just uh, find the Colon Cancer Alliance and went to their website the first thing that I found was they have a daily online support chat uh, Monday through Friday from noon to one. And I jumped on there and, you know, was, I guess it was kind of not that I've been to one, but it was kind of like an AA meeting. Hi, I'm Lee and I have colon cancer. And there was this wonderful, welcoming online community. And I got very attached to the group. Later went on to become a buddy and still am a, a buddy volunteer. So sometimes I'll get a phone call saying, hey, someone your age recently just got diagnosed and they'd love to hear from a, a volunteer. So I do that because someone did that once for me. And that that's how I got involved with them. And they were really the first sponsor that I pitched for my show. I said, I want to you know align with you and you know, share the, get these stories out and, and help the, help you accomplish your mission of, uh, raising awareness 
and uh, informing the community and, and, and sharing these things. And they jumped on board. It took a little while, but they jumped on board and they do uh, provide some financial support my way. And so technically they were my first sponsor and still are. Nice. And then, of course, obviously that's a huge group. So they're helping to promote your show as well. So not only have they promoted my show, Dave, they've also uh, had me, uh, last year they flew me out to their annual conference in Phoenix, where I interviewed attendees, I interviewed some of the doctors and the professionals as a way to allow people who couldn't physically go to the conference in Phoenix to virtually be a part of the show. So I was podcasting from the Colon Cancer Alliance conference and wouldn't you know it, I'm getting to do that again this weekend. On Thursday, I'm flying out, my wife and I, to Arizona again for the conference. I'll be interviewing again uh, attendees. I'll be talking to some of the doctors after they do their keynote presentations. They'll come over to the Colon Cancer Podcast table, and I'll do short interviews, and they'll be immediately uploaded, not just to my site, but also to the Colon Cancer Alliance site. So again, those people that can't be there can still take part virtually in this conference. And of course, while you're there, you're getting more exposure for your show, getting more people, probably finding guests to, uh, to come on the show while you're there as well. Absolutely. And, and, uh, potential sponsors. Nice. Well, speaking of that, you said the colon, you know, the, the colon cancer Alliance was your first sponsor. Cause to me, I'm like, how do you fit? Like what kind of products would you, you know, tie your podcast to? So what are your other sponsors? Well, I had to be really thoughtful when thinking about sponsorships here, Dave. And first and foremost, I have to never forget that I'm talking to an audience that either has cancer or has a family member that has cancer. And the last thing I need to be doing is trying to get to get them to buy my stuff. Right. So stamps.com or <laughs> some graphic design firm or some shaving thing <laughs> is just, just would not put me in a good light and would lose my audience. Right. So I had to be very thoughtful about who I invited and the uh, product uh, came kind of caught my attention there's a product out there. It's a, a medical version of uh, one of the, of the popular sports drinks that are out there. And it, it's an electrolyte drink mix for people who are on chemo or people who have what's called an ostomy, meaning they have to wear a bag, which is about a third of the folks that get diagnosed with this disease. And this is a product that, the, that those people need. So I reached out to the company and they were a little unfamiliar with podcasting and what it was about, but they were open to a conversation and they initially told me no, that they didn't think it was good use of their dollars. And, uh, I talked to Neil Gallarte and Neil said, buddy, there's many ways to figure this out. He said, go back to them. He says, here's what you should do. So he said, see if they'll be willing to cross promote. I said, I hadn't thought of that. So I reached back to them. I said, tell you what, let's do this for 90 days. I'll put your logo on my website with a link back to you. You do the same. And I'll mention your product. Let's see what happens. So he agreed to that. 90 days later, he said, I'm in. And uh, we're approaching one year as him being a sponsor of the show. Nice. Was there anything, like how did he know the traffic was coming from you? Did he set up a, a page or something that you sent traffic to or... Uh, he did, and he also gave us a two things. He gave us a, a code where people could go get a free sample, 
and a discount code when they made their first purchase. Nice. So he was pleased enough with the results. And then here's the thing, too. You know, when you're in such a micro niche like this, Dave, like the last question he asked me, it was almost an, oh, by the way, oh, by the way, what are your downloads? Mm. That was not the driver of the conversation. There was no conversation about CPM. I think it was just a matter of just making sure that I had a podcast, right? <laughs> uh, and, it, you know, I've been doing this show now for a year and a half. I, I just released my 53rd episode. I don't have a single episode that's hit 1,000 downloads yet. Yet I got a, a sponsor. Right. And, and I just secured a second one. And I will know uh, in about a week I may have nailed down a third and a fourth is interested as well. Interesting. Now, have you had any feedback from your audience now that you have a sponsor? I have not. In your case, you've done a very good job of finding something that, in my opinion, your audience might actually be like, wow, I'm so glad you told me about this. I didn't know it existed kind of thing. I mean, it fits so well. So that, That's been my, my sole strategy is uh, I'm only going to reach out to sponsors that have a product that my audience would benefit from. And I took the lead both from Neil and Glenn the Geek. So Glenn and Neil together did a fantastic presentation at PodFest earlier this year. A little plug for PodFest coming up 2017. Hope to see other podcasters there. And Glenn does the same thing. He reaches out to people who provide products for his community that they would use, that they want. I, I'm a fast learner. That's <laughs> I right. said, if it works for Glenn, this is, this is the, this is really the right, the right way. And for me, the only way to go, I can't do a Patreon, any of those things. Uh, I've got to only provide and sponsors that will be a benefit to my audience. Right. I told Glenn, he's a, he's a verb now. People can just go, I Glenn the geeked it. And it's, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, because you're talking about, you know, medical things and, you know, strategies and things like that. Do you have any kind of disclaimer on your show or things like that? Because I know um, my uh, my friend Kathy Kelly did a show where she she really didn't talk a whole lot about anything medical, but because she was a registered nurse, she always had a disclaimer at the end of her show. Do you have anything like that on your, your show or your website? I have it on the pages of the website. You know, go seek, uh, you know, it's not meant to be professional medical advice. Talk to your doctor. I never give any type of advice, and my show is strictly an interview-based format. So all that's happening is that the folks that I have on my show are just sharing their stories. And if I give medical advice, it's because I'm interviewing a doctor for that episode. Right. Well, has anything changed with your show since the, the very beginning of it, that you've you started maybe in one direction and you moved another way, or has it been pretty much this is what you wanted and it's working? Or It's been pretty pretty steady. I've made some subtle format changes just to, because I thought it was getting a little stale. Uh, you talked in last week's episode about KFC. Yeah. At, right? And, and, and you're right. Yeah. Even the the hit TV shows out there will make it make a change just to keep it fresh. So I just made some minor tweaks just to the format that I thought just spiced up the show a little bit. But uh, the format is working for me, and the feedback from the audience. I even put out a poll. I put a poll out on my Facebook page, and I asked that my audience. I said, "Here's what I want to know from you. What should I stop doing? 
what should I start doing and what should I continue to do? And it was overwhelming. Don't change anything. We love it the way it is. Nice. That's a quick, easy poll too. You know, it's like, you don't have to, you know, go crazy with questions and overthinking it. And should this be a, you know, rate it from one to 10? It's just like, no, what's, what's working, what's not, and what should I keep doing? That's easy. I love that idea. It's, you know, when in doubt, keep it simple. Well, you know, as podcasters, we, we sometimes we just give ourselves a complex and we're always, well, you know, am I really doing it? You know, do I really, is ATR 2100 really the best microphone for me to use? <laughs> you know, should I really stick with this format? And, and they set me straight. They said, nope, keep, keep doing what you're doing. Well, since you, since you brought it up, what gear are you using for your <laughs> ATR 2100? <laughs> okay. There you go. And it's working fine. That's the beautiful thing about that. People, Absolutely. Yeah, just switching microphones unless you're using a tin can and a you know string are, is not going to get you more downloads in most cases. And and here's the thing too, Dave. And and again, it was such a wake up call for me. One of the most downloaded episodes uh, of from my catalog of all, of all fifty three was my third episode. And when you listen to the sound quality, it was horrendous horrendous you're like how could anybody listen to this but because of the content and the person who i interviewed and her story people keep going back to it and they overlook the fact that it really is horrendous because of her story Mm, that's true and on the other hand i don't know many people that are going have you listened to episode 26 of the blah 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 podcast? It's it's horrible content, but boy, my ears just love it. It's like, no, I don't nobody's saying that. <laughs> right, exactly. Awesome. Well, one of the things I always like to to ask people to see if they have any, you know, you've been doing this a year and a half. You know, I have the little segment because of my podcast blank. You know, is there anything that's happened in your life that's that's happened that wouldn't have happened uh, you know, but since you have a podcast it did? Well, you know, outside of the, you know, getting the, you know, travel to conferences and things like that, uh, I, I get some great emails and some great feedback from uh, from my listeners. And I never thought the day would come that I would get an email that would move me to tears. And 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 one did. And I received an email and uh, and afterwards I had him on my show from a guy out in Oregon and uh, he said, you know, I was laying there at my very first chemo treatment, feeling sad and depressed and scared. And I began looking for hope online. And I came across something I'd never heard of before, a podcast. It was the colon cancer podcast. And I listened and it was the first, po- first podcast I'd ever listened to. Him. And I found hope. Hope was, in, was activated in, inside of me. For my second treatment, I loaded up all the episodes I could find of the colon cancer podcast and I began after my treatment, my new hobby, walking, because I heard walking would be good for me and I heard that on the podcast. And I sent a message to the guy running the podcast to say thanks. His name is Lee and he helped save my life. And when I read those words, Dave, that someone said to me that my podcast saved their life, I mean... I, I was speechless. I, I was really, I never, I wanted to just give people some hope and some information. I never thought someone would reach out to me and say, you saved my life. Yeah, that's amazing. That's, uh, you, you got me speechless now. That's hard to do. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And, and the cool thing is, is when I go to Arizona this weekend, 
there's going to be about five or six folks that I've had on my show that I'll be meeting face-to-face for the first time, and I'm sure it's going to be a pretty emotional introduction. I would think so. I mean, it's, it's uh, you know, like it or not, you guys are in a club that only so many people, you know, get to say, you know, I'm in this condition, and nobody understands what that's like unless you're in that same boat. You're absolutely right. No doubt. It, it, it is. There's a, there's a bond there. It's a bond we wish we didn't have to have, but there's a bond there nonetheless. On the top of your website, you have an interesting button that I've, I've not seen people do this yet. And I was like, oh, that's, that's unique. It says nominate a guest to appear on the show, which is interesting because you're asking somebody's friend or family to put them on the show as opposed to if you, you know, nominate yourself to be on the show, I guess, in a way, is it usually people nominating themselves saying, I'd like to come, or is it actually saying, I wish you would talk to my, you know, cousin Kevin? It's people nominating other people. And an interesting thing happened recently is a, a PR firm reached out to me via that link on my website, and they wanted to, me to speak to a, a, another survivor and shared her story. And there's a, I'm going to go back on my, everybody needs to go get screened once you get over the age of 50 soapbox. There's a new product out there. Some people are, have this hesitation about a colonoscopy. It's too invasive. The preparation for the procedure is very unpleasant. It's not that unpleasant, but some people think it's very unpleasant. So uh, the FDA recently approved a product called ColoGuard. That it's a screening you can basically doing your own home without any preparation and you send it off to the lab and, and they do their thing. So this PR firm that represented this company reached out to me and said, we want you to talk to this woman about her story. So I have her on my show. And as soon as I started talking to her, I realized I had just seen her, sh- her story on NBC nightly news about two months ago, profiling this new, this new FDA approved uh, screening device that you can do in your home. And it was her. And so they aligned me and lined me up not just to speak to her, but they also lined me up to speak to a doctor, a gastroenterologist, about the benefits of this, uh, of this new screening um, option that's available to people uh, to get tested. So I got two podcasts out of this for the price of one just from that link on my, on my site that a PR agency happened to find. Yeah, I just I like that idea. I, I think it would be interesting to to see because I have I have some people that try to, to come on this show and they, they just have no clue what the show is about and I, I think my audience would be a good source of going ooh you know who you should talk to is so and so like I had somebody last week said I should talk to John Dennis who runs um, the Podcasters Hangout Facebook group oh sure because I didn't know this that John had a podcast that he had to quit because his podcast brought him so much business and I was like, well, there's a because of my podcast. Because of my podcast, I had to quit my podcast because it brought me too much business. <laughs> I'm like, I want to hear that story. That's interesting. Well, how long does it take you to put together an episode? I do it all myself at this point. But now that I'm starting to nail down some sponsors, I'm going to start farming some of this work out. Each interview runs between 25 and 45 minutes. So for each show, it's probably about three hours worth of work because I edit it myself right now and I do the WordPress site myself. I do the whole thing myself. Well, I do want to go back to one other thing about sponsorship. When you you're say you're, you're working on a, a third sponsor and you're, you're doing a really good job of, of identifying you know, who would benefit your audience, 
when you approach them, how, what's, what's the pitch, I guess, for lack of a better phrase? My pitch is I have your targeted audience. The, the, I have a standard email that I send. It's maybe five lines long. It's not a long pitch. I am the only colon cancer, regularly produced colon cancer podcast that I'm aware of in the world. Go through iTunes. There's not another one. I've been doing this a year and a half. I put out an episode every other week. You know, the, the download numbers uh, won't impress a, the podcasting community. But when you reach out to some of these uh, companies that aren't dialed into podcasting, they're kind of impressed with the numbers. They say, oh, 20,000 downloads. It's like, yeah, over a year and a half, that's not a whole heck of a lot. But that they don't care. They don't care. It's that line, I have your targeted audience uh, and I have a dedicated group that listens all the time. And that's what that's what gets them. Got it. Are you just asking them to, like, if you're interested, call me kind of thing? Is that the call to action at the end of that? Call to action is I'd like to set up a call to talk more. Yeah, because I think think that's the greatest approach right there. Number one, keep it super short and simple. Because really that first email, I think, should be just a way to start a conversation, which is exactly what you're doing. And And that's my goal. Yeah, and to get them to reply. Because really all you want is a reply. So, Correct. That's a great story. And, and no one, I have yet to have anybody not at least take that first step and nice. have a call. Everybody's taken the call. Uh, and I also, uh, Glenn the Geeked it and put together packages at different levels, offering different amounts of exposure for different prices. So that's ready to go. And as part of my you know, reach out email, I'm now talking about who's already a sponsor because that brings some credibility as well. Yeah, absolutely. When you get a big name, go ahead and put that on the banner and say, we talked to this person, we've got this and that. And and it's like you said, the fact that you're aligned uh, with the Colon Cancer Alliance, I'm sure that that gets people's attention. And, uh, you know, one thing leads to another, leads to another, leads to another. And awesome job, especially for a year and a half. That's, that's a, it really is an amazing story. Any inklings of starting a second podcast? Yes. Really? <laughs> I am working on a second podcast and and I I already purchased, I have a domain name already purchased that will be the perfect umbrella for this. But truly, all kidding aside, when I looked online and did some research there, even when you venture away from, from colon cancer, which by the way, is the third leading cause of of cancer deaths in this country, by the way, second for men. So it's lung, then colon, then prostate. Um, and it's, it's right behind breast cancer for women, and people don't realize that. But as I look through iTunes to see what's out there, I found only one other show that does a, let me bring a survivor, a caregiver on the show. All the other shows that are out there, Dave, are all these clinical shows that are sponsored by hospitals or doctor groups talking, you know, talking shops, so to speak. I've not found any other shows or many other shows, I should say, that are doing the human side of the story uh, behind cancer. So I am, it is my goal to launch a second show early 2017. Nice. Yeah, that's, it's funny because once you do one, it's, it's kind of like, oh, you know what else would be a good show and what else would be a good show? <laughs> next thing you know, mm-hmm. and next thing you know, you're, you're not watching TV anymore. <laughs> yeah, uh, we glenn the geek that too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't I don't think I'll be doing 10 shows, but who knows? You never we'll know. I met you briefly last year at uh, at Podfest. Are you going back this year? I am. Can't wait. 
and uh, and I've been asked to be one of the speakers and share this story with the with the audience. I'm really excited about that. What was your favorite thing about Podfest last year? The opportunity to collaborate and and just build some relationships with other podcasters. I mean that and to learn. When I heard. <laughs> Glenn's going to think that uh, people going to think Glenn paid, paid me to promote <laughs> his show on your show today. But uh, all kidding aside, when I hear someone who's been podcasting for 9, 10, 11 years say, I walked out of PodFest with pages of notes, uh, that's all you need to hear. You know, if someone, a veteran podcaster, can learn so much, there's just so much, so many takeaways and so much to learn. But on top of that, to me, the best thing is being able to meet and interact and make friendships uh, and build relationships, you know, with guys like you and Sean Smith and John Dennis and Neil Galarte and, and all, uh, Jessica, Jessica Kupferman, all of the, you know, just the wonderful people that were there uh, sharing uh, their tips and their advice. I wouldn't miss it for the world. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be all the, uh, you know, the different podcasting events. I'm going to one this weekend and um, just the fact that you get to walk into a room that you don't have to explain what a podcast is, that's, that's half the fun. <laughs> and you know, that, that is a challenge that I face with my show because uh, my audience, you know, colon cancer tends to impact an older audience. However, I've shared more than plenty of uh, stories, including this week's episode where I interviewed a young lady who was diagnosed at 23 but it is an overall, it's an older audience. And boy, do you run into what's a podcast? That's, that's probably my biggest challenge is because a lot of my audience is older. Many of them are not quite comfortable with uh, technology. And, you know, every few weeks I post a video in our Facebook page, how to subscribe to a podcast, what a podcast is, and show them what to tap on the phone and where to find it because uh, we, we do have that hurdle. Well, I like on your website, it, uh, if you go to the coloncancerpodcast.com slash subscribe, you've got the button that's automatically made there by PowerPress. And then you just have, if you're on an iOS, uh, click on the, the purple button. If you're on a Mac, click on this button. If you're on an Android or an Amazon Fire, click on the subscribe on Android button. So you've just, you're just telling them what to do. Simple, easy, nothing too crazy directions. And I, I love the last one. It's like, if you don't know what a podcast is, bookmark the site by going control D. And I'm like, I love that approach. It's like, all right, let's know who my audience is. There's, I'm probably still losing people, even though I've just told them exactly what to do. How about if I just tell you how to bookmark it? And I was like, that's a great idea as well. So thanks to our friends at Blueberry for that. Yeah, absolutely. One of the things that's always interesting about these types of shows, I know Darren Dake does the, uh, the coroner's podcast, which is another super niche show. It's for coroners. And some people like to listen to that show just to kind of eavesdrop, is there any kind of episodes or, or do you have people that are listening that, that don't have colon cancer? I do. We, I had uh, such an amazing story. Uh, I happened to find a guy on Twitter named Greg Trout who's from England, lives in England. There's an organization in England similar to the Colon Cancer Alliance, and I follow them on Twitter, and they tweeted about this guy, Greg Trout, colon cancer survivor, and his website, 101 Things to Do When You Survive. And that title just intrigued me. So I got 101 Things to Do When You Survive. What the heck is this? So I go over to his site and I'm watching videos of this guy in Buenos Aires learning the tango. And then he's in Hawaii learning to surf. And he's in New Zealand learning uh, the haka, 
that that ceremonial dance that the I think the rugby team did before their big tournament. And he's traveling all over the world doing these bucket list things, but he calls it his anti-bucket list. So as I'm looking at his site, he says he's a colon cancer survivor. So I reach out to him. I said, any chance you'd want to be on my show? And it took him probably six weeks to respond. And this guy is traveling everywhere. And he said, yeah, that'd be that'd be fantastic. And I go back and I look at his site and I about fell over because I saw a picture of a little boy in a hospital. I'm like, what is this? Not only did he survive colon cancer like I did, he had the exact same cancer as a child that I did. And I have never met anybody that had that cancer. So here I'm bringing a guy on my show to talk to him about colon cancer and his 101 things to do when he survives. And he had the same, both the same illnesses. But he was spectacular. Colon cancer, no colon cancer. To hear this guy's story of how he views life. And he was just so inspiring. Uh, you know, whether you've been impacted by a disease or not, just uh, go to the coloncancerpodcast.com forward slash 047 and listen to Greg Trout and talk uh, talking about his website and his foundation, 101 Things to Do When You Survive, the anti-bucket list. He was amazing. You know, I always kind of say that you will attract like-minded people, but that's you have taken that to a whole new level, my friend. That's an amazing story that you two would uh, bump into each other that way. So we were both, we were both, uh, kind of at a loss for words there for a minute. Yeah. Well, again, your website is the colon cancer podcast.com. Lee, thank you so much for coming on and uh, sharing your story. And, uh, I wish you the best of luck. Sounds like you're hitting a home run and just keep on doing what you're doing, my friend. Thanks so much for having me on the show, Dave. I appreciate it. And there you have, what a great, I mean, seriously, what an awesome interview. Lee is such a nice guy. So looking forward to building a deeper relationship with Lee at PodFest. And if you keep hearing like, what is a PodFest? PodFest.us. It's an event in Florida in February, 2017. So book your flight. Who doesn't want to be in Florida in the middle of winter? Uh, check it out. PodFest.us. Looking forward to seeing Lee there. But I mean, think about who knew that, you know, if you just look, you can find the right product for your audience. And I also want to say this because we did mention this today. You don't have to monetize your podcast. You don't have to. But if you want to, I think Lee proved that anybody can find a sponsor. You have to dig around a little bit. But and we heard his pitch. So think about you. who is your audience and who is trying to reach them. If you're trying to monetize your podcast, there are ways to do that. And if uh, we mentioned Glenn the Geek a lot today, Glenn is at glennhebert.com. And if you want to hear my interview with Glenn, go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash Glenn. Now that's G-L-E-N-N and the number one. All right, got a quick update. We've been talking about our podcast glossary. Each week, I tackle a letter and try to wipe out the jargon. And so this is something I've actually changed my mind on. And we are in the ease. And eventually, I will have this glossary for you to download. I'm actually making it as we go along. And this one is episode zero. And some people might go, what is an episode zero? It's a podcast episode that is often a simple introductory episode, and it's used as a placeholder because you need a live episode 
to submit your podcast to iTunes. So people will just put out this like, hey, I'm Dave Jackson. I've been blah, 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 blah. Can't wait for you guys to hear the podcast. Stay tuned. It's coming. Yada, yada, yada. And so it's there as a placeholder, but it doesn't really deliver a whole lot of value. And so I would say, you know, make episode zero, really episode one, and come in and deliver great value. Just smack people in the face. Have Grab them by the neck. However you want to do that. It sounds a little, uh, I don't know, aggressive. But you get their attention. Get them, give them information that's going to inspire them to tell their friends. Because we always, always, always want to deliver value in our podcast. And if you just say, hey, this is, uh, I, I thought I'd introduce myself. My name's Dave Jackson. I've been uh, helping people understand technology for over 20 years. I've launched the school. Who cares? Really? Let's just cut to the chase. We don't know you yet, and we probably don't care who you are and what you did. What I'm asking as a listener is what's in it for me, right? I know some people go, it's uh, W-I-T-W-I-F-M, what's in it for me, Uh, F-M. So be sure to give them something that makes them wish there were more episodes. So, and speaking of more episodes and releasing with, oh boy, three to five episodes or eight to 10 to 12 to whatever. We've talked about this in the past. And I was driving back from DC and I found a new podcast about podcasting. And it wasn't bad, but here's the thing. I mean, I'm sure this person is a fine family loving person. They want to help their audience. But this is one of the cases where and this is going to make me sound really kind of self-righteous. And I don't mean it to be. But there are people that are coming into this space and all they do is repeat the popular memes that have been repeated over and over. And it's one of those things, if you hear it enough times, people think it's true. So I threw up in my mouth just a little bit, just a little bit when I heard the same old podcasting tips that are just wrong. And these are the Blue Yeti is the best microphone ever for a podcast you only get eight weeks to be a new and noteworthy no you don't and i heard it and we'll talk here about dc podfest in a second but i heard at dc podfest that new and noteworthy just a little bit in my mouth um is actually not updating at all like itunes is kind of just like they're tired of people obsessing over it i don't know that's true that is hearsay we're going to talk about that in in a second here about investigating things um, you should launch with at least three episodes. So when people subscribe, you get three downloads. I talked about this a couple of weeks ago. That's false. When somebody subscribes to your podcast, it downloads the latest episode. And, uh, so I, uh, I got an advanced copy of a new book, confessions of a wannabe podcast star. And this is from my buddy Ravi. Uh, I know him from digital access pass. He's been on the show. He has a podcast called uh, it's subscribeme.fm. It's about membership sites. His new show I was just on called Cut to the Chase. And that's like business advice with no fluff, hence Cut to the Chase. And so he's got a new book out, and I will have this out in the show notes at schoolofpodcasting.com slash 539. And he goes over a lot of these myths. In fact, I'm very honored. I'm actually mentioned in the book uh, quite a bit, along with some other podcasters like uh, Daniel J. Lewis and Ray Ortega. But um, and but here's the cool thing. Ravi actually mentions how he likes the Blue Yeti, but but he does say you need a really, 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 really quiet room 
which he has. So Ravi off the hook. Uh, so that's the cool thing. But in, in some cases he did his own investigation and like bust these myths with screenshots to show, yeah, this is why this is not true. And so I read it over two nights. Uh, we were back at the hotel and uh, answering emails and things like that. And uh, so it's a, a quick, easy read. And if you're brand new to podcasting and want to save yourself from having to go listen to about probably a hundred different episodes, he pulled this from, uh, it's pretty cool. And it, I, I can see me, if I see somebody who's been kind of sucked in by the bad advice train, or lack of a better phrase, that, that comes through the internet station on a regular basis, I'm going to say, here, go read these. Uh, Ravi's done a good job of, of rounding them up and busting all these myths. So again, I'll have links to this out at schoolofpodcasting.com slash 539. So I was speaking this weekend, hence my voice is still a little weird. At uh, in Washington D.C. this weekend at D.C. Podfest, I've never been to this before, and it's a it's a it's an intimate gathering, probably a uh, hundred people. Really cool location, kind of an old location, but really nice. And I got to tell you, one of the best. Um, I, I let me put it this way: I've been to a number of small, intimate. We always say small sounds bad. Intimate gatherings, and sometimes these are not well ran. Because they're so small, it's kind of like, well, it's not like we're a big deal and we're going to keep it loose and free. This was so well run that you walk in, you check in, and the speaker started on time. They kept everybody moving. It was really, that was the part I was really impressed with. So, uh, and all the speakers that were there were cool. I knew most of them. But one of the coolest things that I liked about this was there were a lot of people there who, who I'd never met, which was great for me. In some cases, uh, most of the people there had a podcast, but there were quite a few that did not. And so my favorite was I sat down at dinner and this guy named Dave sat down next to me for a second and he puts his hand on, goes, hi, I'm Dave. And I'm like, oh, me too. I'm Dave. And he goes, oh, good. Do you have a podcast? And I'm like, as a matter of fact, I do. It's called the School of Podcasting. Oh, wow. Great. So it was, it was awesome because he was, I, I had some, I had fresh meat Somebody who had no idea who I was. I loved it. And so that was very cool. And uh, I heard one of the coolest phrases about describing what podcasters are. You ready for this? We are digital influencers. I think I might put that on a business card. Dave Jackson, digital influencer. I also heard about, um, I believe it's pronounced Amolto, A-M-O-L-T-O, from uh, Matthew Passy. Uh, from Pod to Pod, that's a cool little website. If you want to keep up on uh, podcasting news and such, it's really grown a bit this year. It went from a newsletter to a whole website. Matthew's a really great guy, and um, Joe is over there as well. So if you want to keep up with podcasting news, check out Pod to Pod. And uh, this is a, a Skype recorder for people on the PC. Because the other thing I found out in that session was if you're using Pamela, you're screwed. And that's another myth. That's another myth that keeps people that people that don't want to take the time. They just hear everybody else say, yeah, Pamela for the PC, you know, Ecamm call recorder on the Mac and Pamela on the PC. Pamela for the PC is a horrible choice because many, many times when Skype updates, Pamela breaks. But these are people that aren't doing the research. They're not really getting their hands on stuff. They're just regurgitating what everybody else is saying. And so that was proven 
hand over fist in that session as everybody's like, yeah, I use Pamela. I broke too. Yeah, me too. Me too. Me too. So uh, Matthew was saying that he hasn't used a Malto, but his, some of his clients have. And he also recommended a free Skype recorder that I've been using and haven't had any problems with. Uh, here's another great tip. Keep your interactions from social media, which actually works with the episode from a couple weeks ago when I had Jessica Kufferman on talking about how to get a sponsor from uh, jkmmedia.com. And um, she was talking about how people want to see your social proof. And so I'll give you an example. I had some people say some very nice things about my presentation, which was how to grow your audience. And uh, they had taken some pictures and things like that, posted on Facebook and things like that. Well, I went and took screenshots of those because I might in the future, if I'm pimping myself as a speaker, I could say, here's what people have said about me. And it was really, really awesome. So start keeping this stuff as social proof. I've said in the past, when people say nice things about you, you know, make a a label in Gmail, if you're using it some way of saving this stuff, because that way, when the day comes and you get that one person that says, Hey, this podcast sucks. uh, You can go look at all the happy emails and uh, ignore that one. I found a really cool site. Uh, well, I didn't find it. I was told about it from uh, Ramona Rice from sportsgalpal.com. Really cool. I got to know her a little better. And it's really what podcasting conferences are about. I met Ramona at um, Podcast Mid-Atlantic, but I got to hang out with her a little more. And she's just hilarious. She's a lot of fun. A lot of passion there. She works for uh, podcastwebsites.com. And so we got to swap a little you know, uh, tech support stories, which is fun. We bonded on that. And uh, she turned me on to, oh, it's a fun name, Grady, hmm, Gratisography, Gratisography, let's go that route, G-R-A-T-I-S-ography, which is a cool site for royalty-free images, which I've added to podcastingresources.com. That's a website I have that has a whole bunch of resources if you need music, images, editors, things like that, podcastingresources.com. But this uh, gratisography, it's a site that has free high-resolution pictures that you can use on your personal and commercial projects. All pictures are uh, have been photographed by Ryan McGuire, and uh, they're free of copyright restrictions. So it's very cool, and there's some really cool stuff because Ramona had some really cool pictures in her uh, presentation and so we all said, where did you get those from? And she said, here you go. And so it was very, very cool. So those are some of the takeaways from DC PodFest. The other thing is I got um, some really cool feedback. And really one of the biggest compliments that you can hear is when people meet you in person that you are, like I met uh, Nelson, who is a really cool guy, Kyle from, um, oh, something of dirt, Merchants of Dirt, I think that was it, podcast. It's about uh, motocross and a couple other people. And uh, they said at the end of it that I was just like I am in the podcast. Now, if you see my presentation, it's interesting. It is There is a difference when doing something live because that was the almost almost the same presentation I did for International Podcast Day. But when you're doing it in front of an audience, I the only downside of uh, now working from home is I used to be in a classroom every day. 
And so now I only get to be in front of a live crowd when I'm speaking at events. And uh, to say I was a little energetic in this one, uh, yeah. So they said it was kind of Dave on steroids, um, which I, I don't take steroids, but it was it was pretty energetic. And uh, so that was really, really cool. I think the worst thing that I would ever hear is, wow, you don't sound like yourself. Like, what if all of a sudden I just started going, welcome to the school of podcasting? That would be kind of weird. So I was very happy that I was told that what you hear on the mic here is what you get in person. I have been told that I sound shorter than I am. I'm not sure what that means, Uh, but it was great. I met a lot of really nice people. And here's the interesting thing. And it's kind of weird is the first day. Well, this was a highlight. You ready for the highlight of, uh, of DC Podfest? I got to hug Ken Blanchard. That was cool. My brother from another mother. Love that guy. Um, as well as uh, Chris and Katie Kremitzos, who are the folks behind uh, podfest.us. If you haven't bought your tickets yet, podfest.us. Got to do that. And then, really, the ultimate highlight of uh, DC Podfest, I got to hold um, their little baby girl. That was awesome. Uh, Sedona is awesome. And her eyes are three feet tall. I mean, this, this, this child is just adorable and one of the most happy babies ever. And uh, she gave me a high five, which was awesome. That really was probably one of the highlights of, uh, of DC Podfest. So that was really, really cool. And um, so I got to, to hang out with a lot of people I knew, you know, Matthew and, and, and things of this nature. And, and Rob Walsh obviously was talking there from, uh, from Lipson as well. And Shannon from Podbean was there. I didn't get to hang out with her a whole lot, but I did get to say hi. And Joe Pardo from... Uh, Podcast Mid Atlantic. So a lot of people that I always see, and it was weird. That was like day one, and it, it dawned on me. And, and I just want to say this because it's not obvious from a guy that talks into a microphone all the time. I'm still there's a still a part of me that's shy. The guy that was running around and screaming in his presentation, deep down, is still a little shy. And I really the one day. I sat down and I just looked over and there was a group of like five people and I just sat down and I said, Hey, here's a group of people I haven't talked to yet. How you guys doing? And I just had to sit down and do that. Then when we started talking and I'm so glad I did because they were really, really cool. Like I will just call her Amy, the actress. And she had this great idea for a podcast and it was about, she wants to have people like work on a live script, like actors get together and work through a script and kind of do whatever you do when you do a, a table read to work on the to work on the craft. I'll just leave it at that. To work on the acting craft, whether that is is changing the script, a better way to read it, a better way to present it, whatever. And I said, that would be a cool podcast. I said, no, I'm not your target audience. But anytime you can show how the sausage is made, that behind the scenes stuff, I said, that would be cool. And part of it is... And I'm I'm going to kind of wrap up with this one here is some of you are not starting a podcast because, and I'm going to go back to little baby Sedona, little baby Sedona is just a ray of light. She really just is. She's just amazing. And I always hope that as that child grows up, she will, she will have that light and that attitude, but you know, that as she gets older, 
and as she gets into the world, somebody's going to try to extinguish that light. And some of us are like those butane lighters. We just, you, you hit the, well, once you fiddle with the safety thing and it just keeps clicking and you light it again if somebody blows it out. But some of us have let our lights go out. And that's a shame because you do have something to say. You are unique. You are awesome. And so Amy, the actress, looked at me and and was talking about some things. And and she was trying to, um, I don't want to give too many details, but she was trying to do something. And she felt she was being held back by some decisions that she thought were not great in the past. And I looked at her square in the eyes and I said, please remember this. You are not defined by your mistakes. And if if you define yourself by your mistakes, you're kind of doomed to not to just be that. Your life then becomes a mistake. It is a mistake to define yourself as a mistake. That's how meta is that. So realize that one of the cool things about podcasting, it's kind of like being that army kid that moves all over the place and they always have to make new friends and things like that. When you first start out, nobody knows who you are and you can be you. You can be you. Please be you. Please don't put on a persona. Please don't just, just let your light that you know is there shine. Just let it shine for everyone to see because we will bask in its glow You know, look at Lee. Lee is in a really dark place. And yet he's letting his light shine and he's saving people's lives. And I mean, how much more can you attract people like you? He attracted somebody who had the exact same disease that he had. How bizarre is that? And so the people that you want to hang out with, the people that know, like, and trust you and appreciate you will flock to you. And is there is there a chance that somebody isn't going to like you? You know what? That's okay. Because there are going to be so many people that like what you're doing. There are going to be so many things that you grow from your podcast. That please, it's time to grab the lighter. And please, I'm, no, don't do it. I, I heard that. No on fire joke here. But you need to... Hmm, boy, you can't. I don't want to say ignite. <laughs> uh, you need to light yourself uh, back on. You know, get get back on the horse because you do have. I ju- it just broke my heart. It really did. Um, this girl was probably uh, old enough to to be my daughter, and part of that's because I'm I'm somewhat older. Um, and I just wanted to to grab her by the shoulders and say, "Snap out of it," because I could see her passion. Um. She just had, um, I don't want to sound like a creepy old dude, but she, she just, she was just, she was just, yeah. You know what I mean? Just, I'm just, I, she was just a ball of potential and I could see that she was creative. I could see her heart and I, I was just like, oh, please, please, please don't let the dark side win. And if that's you and somebody has extinguished your light, look, I'm sitting right here. It's it, listen. Do you hear this? There's the there's a safety. You know I can help with that. There we go. 
Got a big light right now. If I don't be careful, I'm going to catch my microphone on fire. I got a lighter. I can help ignite you and walk you through. The School of Podcasting has step-by-step tutorials. And by that, I mean step-by-step. And the cool thing is about DC Podfest, I found some tutorials I'm going to make. Some holes in the the bridge, maybe, that I thought I had built. But somebody said, hmm, yeah, how do I find my link to iTunes? And I'm like, oh, uh, I thought everybody knew that one. Here, let me show you. So I've got a lighter. And I, I've got some polish. And, and and we can shine you up. We can, can, can buff you out. We can... Uh, light you up and get you going. So we got step-by-step tutorials that'll help you plan your podcast, help you shape it, help you, you know, buy your gear, how to plug it in, how to build your website, how to publish it to iTunes, how to help you decide who should I use for my host, Libsyn, Blueberry. I got tutorials on both. I'm going to be adding more of those. How do I communicate with my audience? Got a tutorial on that. How do I make a, if I, we talked about uh, Lee and a survey today. How do I do one of those? Tutorial for that. And if there isn't one, I will make one. And that's really what I want to do. And so many people are waiting. I'm going to start in 2017. You know the best time to start a podcast? About 11 years ago. You know the second best time to start a podcast? Right now. Right now. Start it now and it will launch in 2017. Start it now. So, uh, also, don't let me forget, I do have a coupon for you. A listener, L-I-S-T-E-N-E-R, will get you a discount when you sign up at theschoolofpodcasting.com. And I, uh, I look forward to working with you. I really do. And uh, if you have any questions, go out to schoolofpodcasting.com slash contact And don't forget, if you have a Because of My Podcast story, send that in. The doors closed, by the way. I did have somebody ask about this. Uh, For the uh, My Favorite Podcast is, that was uh, over in December 31st. Now, if you recorded one, forgot to send one in, maybe I'll let you squeeze in, if you say please. But pretty much that's done. And uh, that will be the last episode of the year. So thank you so much for tuning in. Thanks to everybody for... uh, Anyone I met at DC PodFest, and uh, I look forward to going back to that uh, thing. And at this point, I think I'm done for the end of the year for for going around. Unless you have some place you'd like me to come speak at, I would love to come speak to your group. But I think the next one is uh, February, which is PodFest.us. And then we got uh, Podcast Movement, of course, the big granddaddy of all podcast things. I'll be going to that next year. And uh, anything else of Podcast Mid-Atlantic will be happening again next year. But at this point, it's just a matter of batting down at hatches and uh, getting ready. So uh, podcasting is a bit of a winter sport. At least I think so. Because I live in Ohio. And uh, when it snows, we all kind of stay inside. And it's we, we migrate to the computer. And the last thing I want to say as I get out the door, I would like to congratulate my buddy, uh, Corey Finneran, and the Chicago Cubs uh, I'm glad I know Corey because uh, I live in Akron, Ohio. Used to live in Cleveland. I now live in Akron. And uh, the Cleveland Indians were in the uh, World Series. And uh, the fact that we lost, 
uh, and Corey won, made that a whole lot easier. So congratulations, Corey. I'm really, because this is a guy that loves the Cubs. I mean, he's been following the Cubs forever. And uh, so thanks so much for tuning in. And uh, we'll see you again real soon with another episode of the School of Podcasting. Until then, class is dismissed. Take care and God bless.